What's going on, guys? This is Miles, aka Little Gap, coming back at you with your, with another episode of the Technical Foul Podcast. I got my boy Abdi, aka Coach, aka D Dizzle, my boy Johannes, aka King Testify. We got some topics to go over today, so let's jump right into it. COVID. How do you guys think the league's been handling it so far? We've got a lot of people on that IR report because of COVID, and it's kind of pushing the season back but you know they got that 72 game schedule for a reason got a couple of games postponed let me get your guys opinion on that d go ahead uh i don't know man i had this conversation with a few people the past couple months not just the past couple weeks but the past couple months i've noticed that guys aren't really following protocols you know we see these guys um not wearing face masks you know super close to each other. You know what I'm saying? Like even coaches, bro, like there's a lot of people that are just not following protocols. I know there was a meeting on Tuesday with the board of governors that they had discussed um, a lot of these situations that are going on and what they could do to be proactive about it. Um, Me personally, I think there's a lot of people who are saying they should suspend the season. Don't do that. Take a pause seven days do two weeks if, if need be, figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Also, money does play a big part, and Johannes, I'm sure, will get to it in in a few minutes. But, like, money does play a big part. Do you really want to go to the bubble? Is it necessary to go to the bubble? Me, personally, yes, I do think a bubble should happen. You see what the MLB has been doing, playing with the same teams back to back to back back to back, you know what I'm saying? Why doesn't the NBA do the same thing, you know? Have Eastern Conference do do that, do that in the Western Conference, you know, you figure it out, you know, but a bubble is, is necessary during this time. I'm gonna let Johannes take take it from me. Yeah, no, um, I agree with half of what you said. The other half I don't agree with as far as the bubble. I mean, we already know that um, it costed the NBA a ton of money just to have the bubble for 16 or whatever, 20 teams for a three month span. So you got to think about like 30 teams for the next six months. Is that really cost efficient? A, B, with or without a bubble, the NBA is going to be set back for years as far as revenue because you don't have, you know, um, fans, um, you know, buying tickets, ticket revenue. You don't have, you know, merchandise being sold like it used to be, you know, parking revenue, all that stuff. So that's a great idea, but logically it doesn't make any sense, right? Um, I do agree with the fact that I think the NBA does actually, I think they need multiple two-week breaks, right? Where you have like an outbreak of, you know, um, like this week we had seven games uh, postponed, right? Um, so in that circumstance, I feel like just postpone every game, right? Have a two-week break, you know, hit the restart button, um, and then just, you know, go from there. Um, I do agree, though, that, you know, NBA players aren't really, you know, following protocol. I mean, most of them probably do, but just a few can, you know, alter um, the whole league in itself. Um, And, you know, I feel like personally, you know, I feel like they should bring back one thing from the bubble, the snitch line. Right. I feel like if NBA players are doing stuff out of the line, right, you should snitch on them. And for every player that snitches on their teammate or whatever, you get a little bonus, you know, maybe 25, 30 grand, you know, bonus, you know, because um, if you think about it, 
by snitching out the person who's breaking protocol will protect games for actually happening and not being postponed, right? So in my opinion, D'Angelo Russell being the king of this, right? All my snitches come together and, you know, let's, let's fix this uh, one game at a time. How did I know you were going to bring his name up? <laughs> yeah, a D'Angelo, a D'Angelo Russell snitch line could be a good idea, but um, let's be real, guys. To quote the great Dan Patrick, you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. And in this case, COVID is tr- dropping a triple-double and averaging 50 points on every team because this thing is, you know, it's there's no answer for it just yet. Um, we got a total of 34 players in the league that have tested positive. You know, contract contact tracing is a smart move. It's a good part on on the NBA's behalf, but you know, it's a there's a catch twenty two to it. You know, we got all these games getting canceled. It's disruptive to the to the roster, and that messes with team chemistry practices. Uh, I believe the Washington Wizards they haven't even um, they haven't even had any practices, and you know that's why their record is so abysmal. And I see a lot of people getting injured because of the start and stop with action, and you know. It's um we knew going into the season it was gonna be rough anyway. So it does peg the question should they start another bubble? I also have to disagree with you, uh, Abdi, because you know it costs the league way too much. The cost versus you know um revenue in that situation is gonna cost the NBA way too much money. So the teams have to do what they're doing. And honestly, I think this is the best case scenario as far as having like you know mini series and keeping guys up to date is you know keeping them contained in a certain area they do have to uh do have to isolate you know this is honestly the best case scenario even though there's guys and for example in um um for the clippers getting stuck in denver i want to say for like like a good two weeks and they have to take that speed shuttle that sprint shuttle back to la you know that's just the cost and that's one of the obstacles that they have to adjust to being in the league but this is only this is the best way to con- reduce spread. Now the citizen in me would say stop altogether, but the fan in me knows what's at stake and they're already losing money. But um, keep it going. Move on to the next topic. We're going to talk about Kyrie Irving um, and his absence from the league. So um, I'll let you go ahead and speak first on that, Johannes. Hey, listen, listen, listen. I don't know what Kyrie's doing, right? I mean, this guy. You know, let's just backtrack a little bit, right? This guy in Cleveland left Cleveland to be a leader, right? To have his own team, to be the, the main guy, you know, build a team around him. Went to Boston. He had that. Left Boston, right? Because he got traded, mind you, right? He didn't choose to go to Boston. Let's, let's keep that in mind. Went to Brooklyn by choice. Brought KD by choice, right? He knew that he wanted to be the leader, in Brooklyn, and uh, fast forward to now, right? This man isn't owning up to his leadership. A, eh? you know, you know, he's disrespecting Steve Nash, Sean Marks, KD, his boy that he brought to Brooklyn by not communicating with them as far as what's going on. I understand personal reasons is personal, but to an extent, you have to let them know and update, you know, your franchise and your teammates. Uh, of what you're up to and, you know, uh, the reason that you need to miss games. Second, come on, man. We live in 2021, man. This is social media era, bro. Anything you do will be posted within minutes, a.k.a. the birthday party. 
him being maskless, right? Him being on a Zoom call, right? <laughs> you know, like you gotta you gotta understand that if you're gonna do things um, that's gonna break protocol, break you know certain stuff, um, that there's a chance that you're gonna get caught, and there's a chance that you're gonna be exploited. Um, so there's that. Uh, so hopefully, you know, he learns from this, and hopefully, this is just one of his little mood swings that he has from time to time, right? Um, and hopefully, you know, he uh, continues his great play like he was in the beginning of the season um, with Harden on the team. You know, I really have high expectations for this uh, Brooklyn Nets squad. I don't want him to beat my Celtics, you know, but if they do, understandable. I don't think they will because, you know, JT's on another level. But, uh, you know, I, I overall think that Kyrie has just been very, very messy, very immature from everything he's done as far as not wearing a mask to not communicating with his team. Um, and, you know, hopefully he could just switch it up and, you know, 2021 is a new year. Hopefully he can uh, have a new mindset and, um, just go from there. Listen, Brooklyn, listen, 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 bro. If I had a sage right here, right now, I would burn it real quick. Cause I called this from the jump. I called this two years ago. When he was in Boston and he was acting up, I called it. When he was in Cleveland, he was acting up. After LeBron left, I called it, okay? So, listen, Kyrie, Stephen A said it best. Retire, bro. Come back when you're ready. Leave the game. Come back when you're ready. Look what Maya Moore did. She left for a, for a solid reason. I'm sure your, 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 your personal reasons have to do with political reasons, so... If that's stopping you from playing and stopping you from doing what, you know, brings pesos to your pocket, you know what I'm saying? Take a break, leave, come back when you're ready. You know what I'm saying? Because your mental stability right now is not there. You're mentally checked out, right? That and you guys added more toxic, toxic, toxic. It, the Brooklyn Nets are so toxic, bro. I might just have to go, go there myself with like three masks and, and just sage up the entire place. That's just, listen, bro, listen, Kyrie, bro, I called this when, when, when he left Boston, when he left Cleveland. So I really have nothing else to say here. Go ahead, Miles. Yeah, so to piggyback off of what you were saying, Abdi, I definitely think he should take the advice of Stephen A. And I think um, Charles Barkley even said it too. Kyrie, just retire, man. If the political climate, the state of the world, is too high for you right now and is messing with your mental health take a break Maya Moore did it and she's doing just fine this is exactly what I was gonna um gonna touch on you know he's letting his personal life override his professional life and if you can't separate the two man over here going yeah you can't you gotta be smarter than that dude you can't be caught slipping, especially at the profile, high, high of a profile as an individual that you are. People are going to record anytime you go and do something. You can't do nothing undercover. You're not a regular person. So he, if he's not at least conscientious of the backlash that he's taken, and maybe he just doesn't care at this point, he needs to just go ahead and take a break. Like, nobody's going to be mad at you. We understand. That's what you got to go through is just, like, let the team know and don't set them up for – failure you know he's already losing out on eight hundred thousand dollars and his contract about to get avoided so he needs to be smarter about that but moving on just to transition since we're still in brooklyn um let's talk about the james harden trade guys what do you think about that you think guys that the pieces are going to fit well to together depending on 
Kyrie and um, Katie being back with his boy. Go ahead, Abdi. Hey, listen, I'm going to give a shout-out to my boy, Kevon, real quick, because he said it best. They got to close up the strip clubs over there. Real rap. Real rap. They got to close up the strip clubs over there, because if they don't, man, first of all, first of all, I apologize to all the strippers in Houston. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's going to be a dry, it's going to be a dry 2021 for you guys, you know, but yo, if you need to relocate, the best place to relocate is in Brooklyn. Go to the bridges, you know, James Harden's got you. Minus all that, I think it's a, it's a good trade. There's a lot of dribbling going on. You know, you, you got a lot of ball dominant guys on that, on that team. KD, Kyrie, James Harden. You, I, I really am surprised about the whole like, dynamic of the trade and who ended up where, you know, like, oh, Depot going to Houston, um, Karis going, going over to Indiana and Indiana's going to be scary. Y'all just watch out. That's, that's a sneaky, sneaky pickup from Indy. Um, but James Harden is going to have to sacrifice. KD is going to have to sacrifice. Kyrie is going to have to sacrifice for this, for this team to come together and win that, that prestigious Larry O'Brien trophy. They're going to have to do a lot of sacrificing. Are they going to do it? My gut tells me no, but who knows? Who knows? You know, they haven't played together yet. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm going to let uh, Johannes go. Dribble, 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 right? Dribble brothers, right? So um, I was telling Miles this actually up D2, but um, as soon as the trade went down, I went straight to 2K, right? You know, I put my uh, – I went to the GM mode, put my uh, my my – my mature, you know, leadership into this organization. And I'm going to tell you, they're going to be scary because I was getting buckets with all three of them, right? Um, do I think it's going to work? I think it's going to work for the mere fact that Harden knew going to this that he'd sacrifice, right? KD knew that he was going to have to sacrifice with Harden coming, right? On top of that, KD did sacrifice when he was in Golden State. He knew how to just kind of let the other guys do their own thing, you know? Um, and then I was thinking about the 2012 Thunder, right? You had those two guys plus Russ, who was also ball dominant. But when you watch the highlights and you watch how they succeeded, um, all three of them are very unselfish. I know they weren't the same players they are now, but it just showed that all three of them can, um, you know, give up the ball and, you know, um, do what it takes to win. So obviously you have Kyrie instead of Russ, but I still think that, you know, these three will – come in jail fine two of them already have ranks so they know what it takes to win a championship uh, my only issue is the defensive part you lose Allen, which is a great 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 young talent uh great defensive player the only defensive player on that team in my opinion um and you make that front court a little small right you only have dj down low now you don't have anybody else really you traded away Allen. you traded away torian prince uh you, so you're kind of thin when it comes down to the front court, but the, the firepower offensively and the superstars that they have, I mean, if they can gel on the offensive end, I truly believe that that'll make up for any defensive um, issues that they have. And I mean, this, this team is going to be very scary. Uh, if they stay healthy, I could see them winning the whole thing, to be honest with you. Um, and listen, I did see real quick. I did see a funny, funny joke on Twitter, man. Dudes like Landry Shamit, Joe Harris, all these guys, not all the are their jobs gonna be easier, but they're gonna have VIP treatment at every club they go to just because they're teammates with James Harden. You feel me? They can go anywhere they want to, and they're golden. 
So, you know, they must be happy that they're going to be winning on and off the court. So, Miles, man, I'm going to pass it to you, my brother. Well, in addition to the strip clubs getting shut down, they need to shut down the wing spots because James Harden, I, don't, I question his conditioning still. Bro is, man, he he's heavy. We already knew he was a physical player, but he might be able to play in the paint soon enough. He keep he keep it up. But, um, yeah, I think it's um it's a best-case scenario for, for Brooklyn to have another superstar because, let's face it, stars and talent wins championships in this league, and they have – a big three, and not only is KD experienced with playing with um, not only just two superstars, like he's had to play with three other, you know, stars in the league. So he's got experience. Kyrie, it remains to be seen. We don't know what's going to happen with him. We know how he feels about taking a bat seat, especially in this set scenario. He's more of a, not a Robin, but a butler. He's more of a Jeffrey in this situation. So we'll see what happens with that. Him playing third fiddle and, um, James Harden, he knows he he knows going into it what it's gonna take. Uh, you know, going back to what he was talking about in that inter- the post game um, press conference. You know, not trying to be disrespectful to nobody. He was saying that that they're just not good enough with the constructed roster that they had in Houston, and with him knowing just like I know and we all know, you need stars to win championships, and they're the bar is the Lakers right now. And in order to beat them, they need star power. They need offensive scoring power combined. They're going to be <laughs> they're going to be about like 80 plus points combined that they're going to make up for. That's a lot with the three of them. So they're going to be a force. I think it's definitely a good it was a smart move on Houston's end. Um, you see Christian Wood coming up. So it was it, it had to happen, basically. But the only problem is, like you were touching on Johannes with that offense, I think Jared Allen fits a lot more a lot more than uh, DeAndre Jordan does, especially in um with their bench unit as well. Um, Karis LeVert was a big piece, but in the end, I know they're glad to have him. And honestly, they're going to be scary once they're, when they get their chemistry right. But for the next two years to come, if the con- currently constructed roster stays the same, Brooklyn's going to be a force. Um, moving on, though, let's go into our rapid-fire topics. Let's go ahead and start with Toronto. Are they a bust of a team coming off of their 2018 championship run? Go. Whoever's ready, go ahead. Listen, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna blame the 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 coaching here for Toronto, Toronto's uh, rough start. Also, COVID and everything else plays a part, but Nick Nurse, man, you're getting outcoached every single game, it feels like. You have a lot of guys that you spent money on over the summer that you're just leaving on the bench and not using them. Um, guys like Aaron Baines, you know what I'm saying? So like, you you gotta you gotta you gotta be able to utilize what you have, you know. And I feel like Toronto is just lacking in that right now, which is very very sad, um, especially with the last couple of years them being a very very successful team with or without a superstar, um, and then. Um, bringing players up from from the G League, you know, like it's just I'm I'm blaming everything so far on on coaching and not not the players. You you got the talent, you're not utilizing it though. Uh, go ahead, Johannes. I don't know what Abdi's talking about, man. This it's not a coaching issue. Listen, he won a championship a year and a half ago. The issue is when you lose Ibaka, you lose Gasol, and you replace those two with Aaron Baines, right? 
that's that's your problem. And your your backup center is skinnier than me, right? Chris Boucher, whatever. That man is 140 on a good day. All right. Let's talk about that. Secondly, they they're just they're not talented enough, right? I mean, Van Fleet Van Fleet deserved everything he got. He is playing amazingly. Siakam looks like he's back in the G League right now. He is playing terribly, in my opinion. Um, you know, I, I really thought that they should have made a trade for Harden before Harden got traded to Brooklyn. I mean, they had the pieces. Um, they really needed a superstar to take that, you know, risk and the same thing that they did to get Kawhi. Um, so there's that. And then also them being in Tampa and not in Toronto, right? The only team that's not playing in their home city with their families, with their fan base, right? I think that plays a little bit of a part as well. But um, I think they need to go in rebuild mode. Um, Lowry's getting up there in age. He's still performing well, so he does have trade value. I would trade him, um, move any pieces that you have, and just build around uh, Van Fleet and Siakam for the most part. Guys, guys, guys. Toronto is not a bus team. They're exactly who I thought they were. They don't have a superstar. They have Siakam, Van Vliet, and Kyle Lowry. That is not going to win a championship. That roster currently constructed gets ran over nine times out of ten by LeBron James himself in the playoffs. Let me add. Let me add. Like, let me remind y'all. That's what happened prior to um, prior to Kawhi getting there. They definitely should have went for Harden. I'm so disappointed in um, in the GM for not going for that. Um, they. <laughs> They they can't they can't win with that currently constructed roster. Those guys, their three main players, are support pieces. Granted, they got a championship, but without that superstar, and now that there's more film on Siakam, they're not going to be able to play up to the level that you know is a championship caliber team. It's as simple as that. So that's all I got to say about that. But moving on to the next topic, um, we talk about who we think is going to win Rookie of the Year. Uh, my front runner. I'll go ahead and jump into it since it was my prediction at the beginning of the year anyway. LaMelo Ball leading every rookie, every statistical category, including rebounds. Can y'all believe that? Coming off of the bench with a 22.5 um, PER and a 24 usage, usage rate. The man is hooping. He needs to improve his defense. I know that much. But, hey, considering he's leading in, like I said, every statistical category among rookies, he's not doing too bad. He's playing with joy. He's playing with fun. And he's definitely going to be a good support piece on the championship team one day. I thoroughly believe that, and I will stand by that. But whoever has an opinion on that, go right ahead. Speak now. Listen, 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 listen. I also had LaMelo Ball, right, when we did the early predictions. And I think he's doing a great job. Actually, I think he's doing better than what I thought he would do. Um, and the coach is doing a great job of bringing LaMelo off the bench. So you're not applying that pressure on him to, you know, uh, be a star right off the bat. However, and I do think he should be rookie of the year. However, uh, D, I know he's going to back me up on this. Listen, man, I thoroughly believe in a close second. He could win this if, depending on how this whole COVID thing goes, that boy from Oregon. Peyton, fast Pete Pritchard, boy. Listen, this man is a walking bucket. I was watching the game last night against Orlando. This dude hit an off-balance corner three-pointer on a big man, right? This guy has had the game-winning shot against the Heat, right? A put-back uh, layup. 
averaging, I think, about 11, 12 points a game. I know it's not amazing, but with, you know, Kemba being out, Tatum being out, he's really stepped up, proved to be that guy, that scorer, that third, fourth scorer in the team. Um, obviously, he's not going to beat LaMelo Ball in this award, but I think that he could potentially give him a run for his money, uh, but for sure LaMelo Ball. I don't know where Wiseman and uh, Edwards has been, but it's LaMelo Ball all the way. Uh, James James Wiseman's been hooping. I want to add. I thought that's who you're gonna say. You're, but you're biased. So <laughs> I'm not biased. I just think that he's uh, not the Dwight Howard type player that I thought he would become early in the season. But my bad. Abdi, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tht for most improved player of the year. Yeah, Obi's been injured. Lamelo's played way far past the expectations that I thought he was gonna play in, especially in that. Hornets organization with all those guards. Um, but honestly, man, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and then hear you guys talk about all these rookies. Shout out to Pritchard, as you stated, Johannes, Jason Tatum, Kemba, all these injuries that are bugging the Boston Celtics have been the only reason why this guy has been getting all these minutes and has been the only reason why he's been shining. Mind you, he is a good player. He's a solid player. But no one's talking about that kid from Sacramento, Tyrese Halliburton, bro. He's been hooping, you know? So, like, he's literally averaging He's literally averaging about the same points minus the fact that – minus the, the the rebounds, which LaMelo gets, like, like it ain't – like, it's easy for him, you know? Yeah, like, the, the, his arm span is just crazy. But Tyrese Halliburton is going to be a problem in the, in the near future. And he, he can make a – Make a run for that rookie of the year award, and people need to watch out later on in the year. Uh, real quick, real yeah. quick. Go ahead. Real quick, real quick. I was going to say um, two things. A, LaMelo needs to stop getting these damn rebounds, all right? I got Bismack Biombo on my fantasy league, and I need him to get the rebounds, okay? Second, I don't know if anybody's seen the video clip. I hope Abdi puts this in there. Of At the end of the game, I don't know who they played, but um, he went to go zap up Bismack Biombo, and Bismack Biombo pushed his hand away was in his space on some African father type of crap, right? And LaMelo got scared. He, he like, went from smiling and everything to, like, being, like, like thoroughly scared. I hope Abdi puts a clip in here, but that clip had me dying. <laughs> so he needs to stop spat, stat padding so Bismack can get his rebounds, point blank, period. <laughs> okay, guys, well, that's been a fun segment for sure. With the no-name segment, y'all. So one topic that we were, were – going over as we go over pretty much every day is the hottest kicks in the game upcoming releases if you could insert the graphic now sir these aj these air jordan one lows the chinese new year joints dropping on the 23rd of this month are crazy and i don't even like low top air jordans they're like black red with a nice little gold finish to it they crazy and i want them however I got uh, I got some kicks that I'm gonna have to break out the vault before I go and start splurging. But um, um, aside from that, I think those ambush uh, collaboration that they're doing with the Nike Dunk Highs with the swoosh that goes out to the side. Go ahead and put that graphic up for me, D. I think those are crazy too, and um, those those are releasing on the second of February. And I'll let y'all go ahead and uh, give us your opinion on some hot kicks that's gonna be dropping soon. Yeah, man. Uh, so, thankfully, I think this video won't be up by – well, it might be up by the time um, 
these kicks come out because I don't want anybody to try and get them before me. But the Street Hawker, Dunk, low pros, man. Oh, I don't even like dunks. I don't even skateboard. But these kicks are fire. You know, you see me out with these kicks. Yeah, you better you better hide, you know, you know, your girl. You better hide everybody. Hide man. your grandmothers, you know, hide I'm your aunties. Right I don't even want to resell these sneakers. Yeah, I don't even want to resell these sneakers because the fact that these are fire. And I'm telling you right now, I already got the hottest kick game in all of Maine. You know, everybody knows that. You know, I got the hottest sneaker game in the state. Somebody come at me if you got a problem with that. But these are the kicks I'm looking forward to, man. I can't wait to get them. Size 10 and a half. Oh, let's hope. Let's hope your brother gets them, man. Listen, I'm not a hype beast. I passed hype, hype beast days a while ago. So I'm going to leave the kicks for you guys. Uh, I got bills to pay, so. I'm just, I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> man, you got to gotta save a little something, something on the side, man. Well, since you're going to leave up a little bit of a segue, yes. uh, we can go ahead and get into it with all the craziness that's going down. Um, personally, just to relate it back to basketball, I think the league needs to step up and start using their platform once again, especially with all the craziness going on right now. Um, I thought it was a little it was it was kind of disappointing to see them take the Black Lives Matter print off of their courts. And um, I, yeah, I was a little upset when they stopped doing that because I, I feel like it was opening up a conversation. And, you know, especially with everything going on, um, it kind of feels like it was just a kind of a, not a front, but um, I don't know. It, it doesn't feel as genuine. I, I wish really wish that they would bring that back. You know, we got. <sighs> We got hopefully in a, a peaceful transfer of power coming, you know, not to make it too political, but it's relevant to all of y'all watching if you are in the United States. So um, I hope next year, this year and years to come, the next four years brings proper leadership and structure to this country. Although I will have to admit the news was lit and it was pretty freaking hilarious to watch this guy screw up. But now we got structure and order. You guys think it's going to be better? Hopefully I, Personally, Bernie was the guy that I was going to vote for, but um, just to make it uh, relevant to the culture, what do you guys think? I'll go. I'll go real quick on this since we only got like three minutes left. But um, uh, this whole political aspect of everything going around in the world with the pandemic, you know, it's just been on our minds day in, day out. Especially with the way the country was run the last four years, we've seen it. And then on top of that, the the leagues not just the NBA, the NFL, MLB, all that, they, they try to implement positive, you know, thinking, you know, like not just, not just for black people, but minorities in general, you know what I'm saying? We've seen it all, we've gone through it all. And as Ma said, you know, we got a, we got a better, better person in office now. Um, someone that we could trust hopefully, but, that guy also wasn't my pick. <laughs> Bernie was my, my original pick. Um, but the league did step away from Black Lives Matter. And you could tell. You could tell. And they need to they need to get back on it. Uh, last night, Jalen Brown was wearing a shirt uh, representing the movement that he's been moving f for a while now. You know? So the league shouldn't just stop that. Um, I'm gonna let Johannes go. Also, happy Martin Luther King Day. I agree with both of you as far as the fact that um, the league has stepped away from it for sure. 
And it is kind of disappointing for the mere fact that, um, you know, while this topic is hot, you got to you got to run with it. Right. So I do commend Kyrie for what he was doing. Um, as we all know, I think the personal reasons was more social justice related for him. Um, but I agree. You know, I agree. I feel like they should bring back the shirts, um, the on-court logo. And, you know, uh, not a lot of people are talking about this in the news, but, you know, uh, Jacob Blake, right? You know, A, he had the the the, the interview with um, uh, Michael Strahan, is it? The guy from uh, – this is the football player for the Giants. Um, and on top of that, you know, nobody was convicted when he was shot six, seven times in the back, right? Uh, so there's that. And real quick, just to wrap it up, you know, I'm not a fan of any politician ever to ever lead this country for a lot of reasons. Um, you know, agenda-wise, what they do, you know, outside of the country, you know, it, it's terrible. But I do agree, at least with Biden being in office, just the leadership. You know, you, you know, everybody does snake stuff behind closed doors as a president. But just as a leader, um, I'm, I'm glad to see somebody who's not going to, um, you know, create the havoc that happened in Capitol Hill or tell people to insert bleach in their bodies or something like that. So um, hopefully after January 20th, all things go uh, semi-well. Yeah, we're all hoping for peace and change. And hopefully the hopefully the league does take that into consideration that they use their platform as they did because it was making a difference. And, you know, I'm hoping that this leadership incoming does make uh, make this country back on track. But it's a wrap. That's it. That's all we got for y'all today. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure y'all go ahead and go in the, the links in the comment section. Go ahead and get your merch. Um, subscribe, like, smash that like button. And you can find us on all plat all streaming platforms. Hey, comment, 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 comment. Yep. Yep. All feedback is greatly appreciated. So with that being said, it's been the Technical Foul Podcast. Signing off. Thanks for tuning in.